Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Lego. Run away, I'll carbon bean, knock your legs off. Try to get away from me. Had a standoff. Hit him in the spine. Knock your dreads off. My what is it called about it? I didn't name them random moths. Thugging in my rebox. Ride with a G-Shock. I heard he shot. Yes, 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 ladies and gentlemen, we are back in the cast. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Pops Culture Podcast. I'm your host, Papa Minnow, and as always, I am joined by my trusty co-host, Gabe Abbard. What's happening? Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> Why? <laughs> Say it again. We've done this like 70 weeks. <laughs> it's like that, like when the teacher's like calling names and they're like you have to do present and they're just waiting for it and you still screw it up you're all nervous <laughs> gabriel here you know like that so i'm just like waiting to jump in you know trying to bring it but uh yeah i can see how that's annoying i'll work on my entry <laughs> now ne- the next time i'll just take too long it'll be like dead air for a while it's literally always me saying it then i pause to give your, to give your name some emphasis before I deliver what your name is and then I say your name <laughs> what's up what's up that's a, me- yeah. that's a method but it's, it's the hardest part of it so yeah what, what were we saying where were we I'm so scatterbrained lately it's insane what are you up to, to what's like, your life been like update the fans man. the listeners on what you've been doing and shit <laughs> Same thing. I've been sitting in paralyzed fear of waiting for this job um, to get back to me. I've been interviewing and stuff for a month and a half. They made the process so difficult and I've banked my whole life on that. So I've been doing that. And then like, I guess, I don't know. I don't really feel like I have too much free time in that, but then I've picked up too many little like hobbies and things to do. And I just start them and then don't complete them. So I've never completed anything. I'm just like scattered and all over the place, sitting in fear of waiting to see if I'm employable or not. So um, that essentially has been my life. I think my ADHD is getting worse as I get, become an adult, but don't you get, don't they give you really? Yeah, but it's, like, but it's not it's, working anymore. <laughs> yeah. It just doesn't slap the way it used to, like, you know what I'm saying? So double up. No, man. And then you get like that. It's just basically cracking a pill. Yeah. So, no. Like, I remember uh, the first time I did like a piece of, what do you call it? Um, what's the other one that they use for school? Adderall, uh, Adderall, Adderall, yeah, Adderall, Adderall. Yeah, Adderall. So I was like, yeah, I, 
all throughout university, I'm like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I don't need this. I'm never going to use this. So for my last exam, I was like, yo, let me just try a little bit just to see what everyone else was like talking about. <laughs> I took like my friends like, yo, because you've never done this, definitely just take a piece of it. So I was like, all right, cool. So she gives me a piece and I try and I'm like, man, this is a laser focus for like a good seven hours straight. Like you could drill in on one thing for forever. Oh, that. The- there's nothing that hits better than like the first three times on Adderall and studying. Yeah. Like I remember, I remember I got prescribed for college, but I never use it. And then I finally started using it. I was actually, I could like stare at my books for like 14 hours and stuff. And then eventually it doesn't get as strong as that. And you just need it to function and survive through your day. So thank God but, for pharmacies. But then I thought about how crazy it was to give it to kids. And I was like, yo, kids should not be experiencing this whatsoever. Oh, like, for sure. It doesn't only make you focus. Like there's a little bit of like your body feeling under the influence of some drug so oh it's an amphetamine like there's still yeah. like the same stuff that's in meth and crack and <laughs> so it's like, how, how are they giving this to kids it's gonna be the same thing like people we trust science like obviously you have to trust science but like it's the same way like doctors were prescribing heroin in the 30s you know what i mean like yeah. 100 years from now they're like oh my god i can't believe they gave millions of kids crack like you know they're just gonna be like they're gonna look back back on it and be like what were they thinking? You know what I mean? The same yeah. way they look at like putting like Coke and Coca-Cola. And yeah, that stuff. one still blows my mind. <laughs> Those that must have been a that must have been a time though. Yeah. Like, imagine just like going to the store and just like picking up a can of Coke and coming out being like true. Oh, so. Like you can even go to the pharmacies and it's like you get heroin and Coke and like whatever. And it's like that is a time I'm glad I wasn't around for because your boy would be flying off the handle. No, I kind of wish um, I was. <laughs> yeah, but you've got self-control. I've got an addictive personality. I'd be at the fucking pharmacy every single day. <laughs> Three upping. True, fair enough. Yeah. So that's my life essentially. Um yeah. How are you? How are things? Uh, they're all right. Just, uh, same, same old, same old, you know, had an interview today. So that was a bit of a change. Like the past week has literally been myself focusing on doing that interview. So, um, you put a lot of prep into it. Yeah. Like I literally practiced. So basically I knew it was going to be based off of doing, um, situational stuff. So giving examples of stuff you did in the past and how it applies to some question that they asked just to see how you work in certain situations. Yeah. I looked one up online, just like went through a whole bunch of questions. Um, and most of the questions I did weren't what I was asked in the interview. And that's to be expected. Cause like I just picked a random site to figure yeah. out. Um, and you can't like figure out what they're going to ask you. But the last two questions were ones that I did put a lot of work into. So I feel like I did well on those two, but the first three were kind of iffy because everything I practiced, I was basically trying to uh, relate to the question that he was asking me. So, yeah. So yeah. yeah. That. I hate interview. I mean, I always consider myself a really good interviewer. Like, do, so do I. Well. Like in person, I feel like it's a, a d- different energy as well, too. But yeah, I think I am like on the most part. But I don't know. Oh yeah, the Zoom man. My mouth. I remember Zoom. My interview was like about a, how long was yours? Uh, mine was almost an hour, probably like fifty-five minutes. Or yeah, mine. Mine was like an hour and fifteen minutes, and I don't know. I just didn't expect that. And it was like first thing in the morning. It was on Zoom, and like my mouth was getting so dry because I was talking so. Yeah, much. that's happened to me too. <laughs> and then I didn't put pants on though because I just put on like a nice shirt and like shorts. You know what I mean? Like I didn't put on like jeans or anything. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. I'm sitting there, but then I was like, oh god, I need water. And then so you got it. Yeah, and then but like my hip could like see it, and then like. 
And then so I started walking past the camera and I realized my pants, they might've seen my shorts. And then so I dipped back down to look at their faces to see if they could see that I was wearing shorts. And then so I looked like a psycho, like I'm just man. sitting there like paused, like eyes wide. And then, yeah, I'm pretty sure they saw that I was wearing like no bottoms and that. So that was, that was a great experience. Maybe that's why they never called me back. But yeah, <laughs> the whole Zoom process is not... I don't like it either. Like, I don't like doing anything over Zoom. Well, well mine was actually phone calls, so I didn't even have to be on camera. Oh, but you know yeah, what's funny? Yeah, you know what's funny about what you just said is that, like, last night I had a dream about it, and I had a dream that it was uh, in person, like he was going to come to my house to conduct the interview. And for some reason, in my dream, I had a dream that, like, I answered the door naked for some reason. Just because, like, <laughs> I, like and I was like, this is so ridiculous. Like, what was I dreaming about? Like, why, would I, why would I ever do that? <laughs> uh, nothing. I was just like, yo, hold on. I, like, you caught me at a bad time. I was like, sh- I was showering. I think that's why. And he was like knocking on the door, so I didn't want to waste his time. So I just like hopped out the shower you, real quick. You fully so just like, open it naked. No, no, no. I, I covered myself. There. I covered myself obviously, but um, yeah, it was just weird. I was like, why did I answer the door like half naked to to do it? Sounds like the beginning show. of a gay porno, my guy. <laughs> I don't even know what to. I don't even know what to say about that, except that this is episode seventy-five of the Pop Sculpture Podcast. Um, as always, guys, continue to like, rate, review, subscribe, and follow on all major streaming platforms. That's iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, and Amazon Music. Yeah, there wasn't really that much that went on this week, I don't think, or at least I couldn't find much because I was pretty focused on doing that interview as well, too. But the biggest news that came out recently was the little Uzi Vert story. And since that's your guy, there's no better place to start than right here. What are your thoughts? <laughs> about about what? The like the gemstone in Okay, the let's 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 start here about yeah, him be, about him getting the gemstone. Yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah, for anyone who doesn't know, sorry, I, that is correct. I don't for, anyone <laughs> for anyone who doesn't know, little Uzi Vert, a rapper from I don't even know where he's from, Atlanta, maybe? Is he? Uh no, he, Philadelphia, I'm pretty sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you're right. But yeah, Lil Uzi Vert, one of the biggest rappers in the game right now, decided to get a $24 million pink diamond. Uh, pink There's diamond. There's no way. Inserted, Uzi doesn't have inserted, that kind of money. <laughs> inserted into his forehead. Um, and there was another artist who did this as well, too, but it wasn't in their forehead. It was on their cheek, I think, or their eyelid or near it. I think it was Polo G. I'm not too sure, though. Uh, okay. But yeah, basically, Uzi decided to do this. And yeah, his decision has made waves across the internet about people discussing why he did this, having too much money, if he was copying Polo G and um, yeah, just why it's crazy that he did it. So funny do you, enough, do you have any yeah, thoughts on why he did it? Funny enough, someone asked, asked me about that. They're like, this is a like disgusting display of wealth. And they're like, I obviously assuming like, me the communist part of the podcast and stuff that i'd be so against it i was like no 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 rappers can have like ridiculous amounts of wealth just like not white people that's that that's fine little uzi can do anything i will defend him um so you're defending this (laughs) i mean it's weird aesthetically but i'm not worried I don't, and I don't believe it's a $24 million gemstone or whatever, because 
that's ridiculous and he'd be robbed and murdered for it um <laughs> there's no way it's just i think it's he's just doing some weird viral thing so i don't buy it in the first place at all second of all yeah it looks weird and that i mean what happened to gold grills that's like you need to go back to that because the gemstone in the forehead is not something i'd like to see um, but I think he's just trolling. I don't know. He and then he posted another picture later last night. Did you see and his forehead bleeding in that? Yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure he just he's just trolling right now. Um, but yeah, that's that's how it, I don't know. It's weird. It's, I think he's just trolling. He What's says he needs to get him? it. He says he needs to get it carefully removed, otherwise he could possibly die. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think <laughs> one. I think this is like kind of the evolution of you know Birdman's five point star like on the top of his head. <laughs> Fair enough. This is, like, this is like the next level of that, in a sense. But no, I don't think. I think it's. I think it looks cool, just because it looks like maybe anime-ish or like cartoonish, like type thing. Like I think that. Like that. I think, yeah, I think that part of it is kind of dope. Um, but I think just stupid in general because for his own safety, like you said, I don't know if it is if it's a twenty-four million dollar um, diamond. I don't think it is, but if him saying it doesn't help though, because literally now he's going to have to have security around him 24 seven, wherever he goes, if he decides to keep this and your safety is constantly in risk, especially with like what's been happening in rap lately, the past few years um, with some of the deaths that we've had with some of the artists, like this just put a huge target on his forehead, like literally for people to just try him at any, at any, at any moment. Literally. Yeah. Like for once, for once the millennials can use literally correctly. Yeah, he literally put a price on his head. Uh, um, that's, yeah, I'll give you that. That was a good one. Holy <laughs> shit. Yeah. I know. I don't know. I'm not fine. I think it's some, like, I think at most he's doing some, like, advertisement or something for whatever, and it'll come out in a couple days. There's, and there's no way he put $24 million on it. Like, Yeah, I don't think it's that high, because that's just way too risky. That doesn't make any sense. There's something behind it. Uzi doesn't have $24 million money. Like, he's one of the richer new school rappers, but, like, that's got it. That's, like, more than his net worth for sure. Um, but... Yeah, I don't know. It's bizarre. I think it's just some publicity stunt, and that, and like, like if he was actually bleeding and it hurt and stuff, why would why would he upload it like that? I'm looking at the picture now. It's completely bizarre. But what are you gonna do? Yeah, people were clowning him, saying he looks like uh, Ric Flair after <laughs> after one of his matches, which was hilarious because Ric Flair has been known to have a bloody forehead from yeah. time to time. It's just a way to get back in the headlines, I think. So enough. I mean, we'll, we'll see what happens going forward. We'll see. I, I think he's going to take it out, to be honest. There's no way he ro- rolls with that once people get back oh. to like being outside and stuff, which is, which is way oh. too dangerous. For sure, though. But like, honestly, hey, we can go from that. What do you, because I had this conversation yesterday, and like, what is your, how do you see like the perspective of rappers, the display of like wealth and that? Oh, compared? Um, like, just that, like, I mean, that's always been a discussion, though. Like, I didn't, I don't think it's, I think some of it's stupid. Like, I would never do it personally, but at the same time, too, I don't have $24 million sitting around either. So I don't know uh, what, what the feeling of having enough to be able to just do that on a whim feels like. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think it's weird. Like, so there's certain things that I feel are weird, but it's up to the person. It's their money. They decide how they choose to show it off and if they want to show it off and that's completely up to them. I can't change their perspective or their mind on what they're going to do with it. 
I just personally like, wouldn't do it. Once we eat the rich, like, can I spare the rappers? Because <laughs> I definitely will do mental gymnastics to, like, justify. Well, yeah, I think there's, wealth. I think there's tiers, so you could probably justify it by what tier a rapper would fall in, and then ah, the, no, in yeah, billionaire status. Only tier, like so. Jay Z and Kanye, and then I couldn't do Kanye because he's mentally ill, so. We're only left really with like Jay-Z in that like ridiculous form of wealth. Maybe Pharrell too. He's part of the elite class. Um, who else would I murder? Uh, Diddy, Diddy, Diddy. I would definitely murder. Damn, and, you hate Diddy? What about, what about, Ma- any, okay, what about, what about I, Master P? I, I don't hate any of these people. I just, they're part, no, because Master P is like, he has, it's not about having money. It's about like the scene and the people you fraternize with. And like, you know what I mean? Like I could see Jay-Z going down to like New York Wall Street, like Master P wouldn't. He'd still like posted up in the South in New Orleans. So I'll, I'll spare him. But now that Jay-Z and Diddy are part of the elite, like we need to put them in a guillotine and then eat them. So I, I'll like cry and I'll be listening to like Blueprint as I eat jay-z but beyond that we still have to do it fork or spoon ah <laughs> uh, with my bare hands oh okay that's, <laughs> that's next level next Delete level this whole part off the podcast <laughs> very uh what do you call it not tribalistic what's it called when you're uh cannibalistic no 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 we refer to like being an animal and i don't want to say animalistic but like uh i know what you're trying to say yeah i can't remember the word we can't find the words today this is this is an off the top (laughs) podcast for sure trying to explain Um, what's that thing but yeah moving on to the next topic i mean since we are talking about well do you see everything that's going on with wall street yeah the what like yo I, th- this is the first experience where i feel like i'm old enough not to know what the internet's talking about <laughs> like all the stocks and like i tried to get into it like to figure out what the hell is going on and have like a semi idea but it's the first time like people were sending me memes about it too it was the first time i felt where i was like I you no were lost <laughs> yeah usually it's me like the pop culture guy who puts my nose down at everyone. But I was, I was the boomer. I was like, what, what does this mean? And I tried to read about it and I was still confused. (laughs) Yeah. So so the the gist of it is basically um, a whole bunch of hedge funds were shorting GameStop uh, because GameStop is a brick and mortar store where they sell physical games and physical items. So you have to go into those places to get it. And as a result, uh, their business was going down because one, people were already buying more games on their consoles themselves. And then two, Corona made everything way worse for their business. Uh, but they did get like an investor, another guy who's been doing like e-commerce in the pet space. And he made like billions of dollars doing that. And he invested into the company and became a member of their board. So he's, going to be someone who's turning their business from a brick and mortar to more of an e-commerce online type uh, okay yeah um so that's where some of the interest came in for why the stock went up originally um <clears throat> but yeah basically hedge funds were shorting which just means that they borrow stock from that company um and then they sell it to someone else in hopes of uh making a profit and then hoping that the stock that they shorted already is going to go down so that way they could that way they could uh buy it back and then make a profit from what they just sold to the other person. So it's like, if I sold uh, something for, if, if I borrowed something from you and then yeah. I sold it for $20 and then came back to you and you were selling it for $10. So now I buy it off you for $10. Right. 
And then I yeah. make ten dollars profit because I sold it for twenty dollars. But I only I'm gonna have to go it. back and listen to this like five more times. <laughs> but yeah, it's basically borrowing from someone else, selling it for a higher price, and then uh, buying it back later at a cheaper price, so that you can. What was Reddit's profit. play in this though? So Reddit's play was there's a group on Reddit called Wall Street Bets. Yeah, and- no, I'm in that group actually. From like, I've, <laughs> I've, I've, like I'm just like I went through a phase where I was gonna like invest in stuff, and I you know I use Reddit for a bunch of shit. So I'm in, so that's why like, it was all over my subs on reddit and then i was like but i still could not figure out what the fuck was going on yeah so basically they realized because they're a group of investors that are just like on online it's a whole bunch of people just talking about like their own personal investments and stuff that they think are going to go up or go down and stuff like that so it's not really like a hive mind type thing but uh in this particular instance they realized that because uh the hedge funds were shorting gamestop those hedge funds were able to short it more than what the company was actually at. So they went above a hundred percent and shorted it like anywhere from, I think it was 128% to 140%. Um, and that just meant that <clears throat> in order to, because like, because you're borrowing those shares, you do have to give it back at a certain point. And they realized that if they were able to pump enough money into it, the guys who borrowed this, uh, sorry, the hedge funds who borrowed that stock would have to pay it back at a higher price therefore thereby they lose money and then you gain money and at the same time too they're putting money in as well because they have to buy it back so the stock just shoots up crazy so that's why gamestop went from like Man. a four dollar stock uh company at a certain point and then it shot up to like i think the highest was 483 dollars uh so a lot of people were like able to make money off of that as well too that's insane because I know what you said is not complicated. Like, really? Yeah, it's not. It's my, not really complicated. My brain just short wires. <laughs> like, it literally like. But no, like, I can like for so many things I can pay attention. Like, but for some reason when it's like it's in like my brain just literally like eh, eh, like just cannot compute. Like it's insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like everything makes sense when putting it together. Like you know I, I I like to think other things like I try to understand. Like I'm a quick learner, but stuff like that it just does not. Absolutely. Yeah. Like I'm still like ah I'm gonna go back and listen like five times. I tried to read about it and stuff, but just just not slap my brain so all but all that matters to me is that rich rich people got screwed over here though right yes and in a sense they did um it's funny because like that's how i usually am with this stuff too but i found it i'll send you a video because there's a good video that explains it like bare bones so that we understand it a couple people sent it to me too and it's it's more just for some reason just doesn't tickle my fancy but i should learn to understand but yeah that's yeah, essentially, matters, essentially, the hedge funds uh, or the one hedge fund, Mel- Melvin Capital, went bankrupt and they had to get a loan from another uh, hedge fund, I believe, for about like $2 billion because of this, because the stock went up so much that they couldn't, they couldn't cover their shorts. So a lot of rich people lost money. And then uh, the wage, like the war that was going on is because due to the shorting that they were doing and the people putting money into it is going to create a short squeeze, which meant that, which basically just means that the stock was going to skyrocket even further. Than short squeeze. Okay. Wolf of wall street. <laughs> I mean, that's what it's called. I don't know. I know it, but... it's, it's such, that was such a cliche, like banker. You're going to see a short squeeze in a small period of time. Yeah, and then you go, sniff cocaine. Yeah, no, that's... And then what you got next is, uh, like, <laughs> and you got the little balls and the short squeeze. Like, okay, man, relax. Yeah. But no, that's, a, that's, 
that's exactly it though. In a short amount of time, the stock was gonna explode and go really high. And what happened was Fucking that- black Jordan Belford over here. Oh shit. Holy shit, my nigga. Yeah, what was what's that other movie? Uh with... these guys aren't got stock. I don't know podcast. if you, I don't know if you saw it. I don't know if you saw this movie. Oh, the was it the big short? Where... Yeah, yeah, something like the that. The housing one, right? Um, hold on, let me see if I can find it. The ones I think of Wolf of Wall Street and that other one. Oh where... no, no, I'm not thinking of I'm not thinking of this one. I was thinking of the one with Vin Diesel. In, oh, that old school one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, which one? I know what you're talking about too. Boiler room, boiler room, boiler. Boil, okay, boiler, that was boiler, boiler room, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was like back in the day. Like you were a small child then. Well, yeah, um, I haven't seen the movie. I just like searched it up because I saw a clip online about how. Fun. That was yeah. That's the same with the big short one. It had uh, what's his face, the original or Batman and all that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it was about the 2008 like stock market and housing or whatever. Um, fuck, man! After we have this podcast, I'm gonna get so like <laughs> a bunch of fucking North Van people being like, "Oh, let me break down the stocks for you." Uh, it seems <laughs> like you didn't get it, Gabe. Like, and now oh, I now just like, like delete this part. Fucking bunch of people put their nose up at me, but um, yeah, no. Honestly, the best thing, the only good part about the last year is everyone's starting to realize how bullshit like the. The like society that we've created is like yeah, and this, you know, is this has exasperated it for me, especially so hard, man. People are turning on their employers, the government. They're finally seeing like none of that, like stock, like none of that shit's real, and you let it ruin your like you let it ruin people's lives and stuff like that. Like the intense credit system, everything, and it's so funny, like at least to see on Twitter and people are like normal people have never cared starting to like come to the light. Like it's the only good takeaway of it. Like people are getting angry and mad and that's what I said like what, six months ago, the only way you can get a revolution and change like the world that you want to see in that is like through shit like this. That's how we always have change in that too. So it's the one good takeaway. It seems like people are spending more time on the internet realizing everything that we've idolized is bullshit. Yeah, that's why I really enjoyed this movement because I mean I've been investing for some time, but it's been long term investments. I've never done like the short term ones. So uh, I like I hopped in on this. Like I was really about the cause because one, um, it was a manipulation of the market by the hedge funds, so they deserved mm-hmm. to lose their they, money. And they've been doing they that made forever. a bad bet. Yeah, exactly. Like in two thousand eight, when they screwed the when they screwed the market up or whatever. Um, not like how many people went to prison. I don't even think anyone went to prison for that shit. Like white collar crimes never not nearly get, enough. No one yeah. ever does either. And if they do, it's, it's usually like, for like two a couple months. months at a and e- and yeah, exactly. And even if it's that, like they're in a prison where it's not really like prison. It's like yeah, they're chilling. And they hide and, like, all their money. Nice and they, all the money they make. Yeah, it's literally so that one guy that went viral um, about complaining how they're screwing over the rich people. Do you see that clip that was like everywhere? Yeah. Like yeah, some yeah. stuff. Yeah. So that one guy himself manipulated the market and made like a billion and then got fined like a million. And that's just the cost of, that's not like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's like the money. 1% of what he just yeah, did. That's just, that's literally the cost of doing business. Like that's the smallest margin. Like people spend more money starting their business. Like everyone would do it 10 times over. And that's literally what happens. Like there's no, like there's no way to stop that because they won't like find them hard enough and police it. So they just keep getting it away, away with it. And it's so funny to watch them finally get screwed over and be 
outrage and everything like that. So I'm all for it. Like, I don't understand it, but if I see rich people big mad, I'll support it. <laughs> that yeah. kind of story. <clears throat> it, and it, it was good. I mean, it's still going on right now. Like the movement's still going, but now it's in a different spot just because uh, the stock has gone down. So a lot of people think that like, this has been a failed movement so far and they don't like trust that it's going to go back up or anything like that. That's a funny thing though, because a lot of people who are like on the outside are saying this, um, and like they're trying to downplay what's been going on. I'm like, man, you're essentially just defending what a whole bunch of rich people did to screw over a company. Like, like yeah. that, that's your take if you're saying that you're happy that people are losing money on this. It's like, because so many people relate or like want to relate with the rich people. You know what I mean? They're it's the, it's that phrase. They're in the um, they're temporarily broke. Like they're you know like they're future millionaires in their mind. Yeah, like to see them. You know what I mean? But the reality is, you'll live middle wage middle class or lesser the same way people get outraged after four hundred thousand dollars and you make like minimum wage like they're taxing them too much and all that shit so uh it's yeah it's it's i don't know the bootlicking of rich people in america is insane like i get i'm extreme i'm extra no one i'm mentally ill like no one should like <laughs> no one like, should listen like, to like, me i hate rich people way too much it's it's a pure stick at this point um but the being the opposite end of that is insane to me too though you know what i mean like blindly blindly defending them and yeah without any understanding of like what's even going on like so many people have done that um wild to me this is late stage capitalism too like we've we're finally seeing the negative effects of it because we we love capitalism what it did 50s 60s and so on but now we're seeing the end result of it and it's gonna burn But yeah, this I mean, yeah, this, this whole this whole thing is I mean, I know you're wishing for that. And we honestly they we were close to doing it. Like if Robinhood didn't shut down trading, like the Wall Street thing would have the Wall Street would have exploded. Like they right. wouldn't have been able to they wouldn't have been able to pay back and they would have had to take money out of all their other investments and that would have just like shut down the entire system. So they they wouldn't have even they wouldn't have done it if it was the opposite way around, right? Like, oh yeah, no, for sure. If it was the opposite way around, if like little guys were getting fucked over, they they wouldn't have shut it down. They didn't shut. They didn't shut them down from shorting. Like, um, what do you call it? They no one stopped them from shorting. Yeah, not more than what it was worth. So, like, they definitely wouldn't have stopped it. I don't understand. We, ugh, it's just so mind-boggling that we let people get away with that stuff. Like, yeah, and it's crazy. Like, Storm Capital Hill for that. That's why, like, this has just opened my mind because the government isn't going to do shit. Like, the SEC isn't going to do shit. Um, but what else? Uh, the the media was putting on so many people who were just downplaying what Wall Street Bets was doing. Like, they were finding people who were literally trying to say that, like, oh, this is, like, the same as the people who were at Capitol Hill doing the same thing in the stock market. Oh, geez. And it's nowhere near the same. If anything, it's oh the complete God. opposite. So, yeah, the there was, there was, a, there was a lot of that. Wow. There was a lot of, like, victim blaming and, like, um, putting, like, making people who were, making the people who were in Reddit on yeah. Wall Street Bets look like the villains when they're, definitely not the villains in the situation so yeah but that's just like america's are experts at that vilifying the poor and yeah like but now i'm, now I'm on the now i'm on the boat of fake news though yeah i mean news is always, I'm, a, fake I'm a fake news supporter fake news has always been legit it just the way they talk about it is yeah they do it on every single thing yeah of course yeah. <laughs> yeah fake news like obviously news and clickbait everything but like using it to defend yourself and hide your whatever. And fake news is obviously, but the, like that's major journalism and stuff too. But like the lower one, like ones are still good news out there. You just, it's all about like your literacy and how you can understand the news you 
take in right yeah so that's what we have problems because people just watch fox instead of looking for other sources you know what i mean so yeah fake news has always been real it just don't the people saying it are bullshit fair Stick enough them. <laughs> but yeah our last story i guess we'll move on to the game saying that he's a better rapper than kendrick lamar did you see this blow up at all on twitter uh vaguely i didn't even i didn't even follow it though because that's insane yeah but i don't know yeah, yeah. like game know. game is definitely up there in terms of rappers he definitely has two classics you can say i think close to it a classic and a half yeah and he's been a good artist like there's nothing wrong with him he's just a huge name dropper which i don't personally like and anytime yeah. he gets on a song with someone he's the dude to use their flow and try and like out rap them um but yeah, I don't know. I don't see this. Cl- I see this claim being a little bit ridiculous. I don't think he's better than Kendrick Lamar. As good as he's been, I, I just don't see it like that. But he said that, right? Yeah, he said he's the best in Compton, including. I, yeah, I, 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 like the thing is, obviously, I don't believe. That. I don't think most people do. But I don't think it's if your game himself or like I don't think it's that wild of a statement. Like rapping yeah, it's about, it's not yeah, it's not astronomically like it's not crazy. Crucify. Yeah, it's not like what? It's not like Soldier. I mean, Soldier Boy does say that, but it's not <laughs> like fuck. Who who's like Little Zan saying better than Tupac or something? Like you know, like it's not for how much like bragging and bravado we have in hip hop. I don't think there's you know what I mean. Like Games made really good music too, and does yeah, have classics. Sure. So there is definitely if I have two classics, like I'm gonna argue about that as well and game said like his at his point like he has a very good place in hip-hop like history you know what i mean compared to lots of these artists i think people kind of forget about that and he's put out good music constantly even after he lost like i've never really liked game but i admit that he's put out good music even after his like superstardom fell away in that too so i don't think it's crazy i don't think it's crazy for him to say that i don't even think it's that nuts for anyone who's like a game fan to argue that they like his music more than Kendrick's. So, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. his his Jesus Peace album is one of my all-time favorite albums. Uh, I was listening to it in, like, university, and it was a huge part of my university experience. So, I can definitely see... I can definitely see him having somewhat of a case. You can definitely make an argument. My only issue with this is just... Game is just corny in general. Like, he always has some kind of publicity stunt towards promoting his album. And it was only, like, I think a month or two ago that he said that he was coming back with new music. So, it's just, like, he does stuff like that. Like, he'll say he has a new album coming out, and then he'll go into the press and try and make some kind of statement because he wants to garner attention for the next album that he has coming out. Whether he believes it or not, it just seems corny to me that he... I think he believes it, it, but it's obviously. I don't even know if he does. Though sometimes I think he just does it because of the sake that he just wants the attention for that reason. Like, but yeah, I don't know. Say stuff like that. It's it's it does kind of like this is always everyone does stuff for attention before their album drops, but the gains is always the same. Like since '04, it's always been the same. You know what I mean? Like it's always name dropping and calling some other rapper out or something. Yeah, like at least try the little Uzi like jam in your forehead thing. You know, like switch (laughs) it up. Might be weird, but at least he, you know, that's good promo. That's that's creative. You imagine coming in like PR. All right, game. We're gonna staple this fucking diamond to your forehead. Um, But yeah, so it just. It's kind of, man, after like 2010, you stopped listening to games antics because it was always just calls. It was always the same, exactly. Like, literally, like, but not even just like starting beats. Like, it was the exact same way. You know what I mean? So repetitive and so, and also, 
he would take back so much shit all the time afterwards. Like it did its job and then he like crushed the beef. You know what I mean? Like yeah. only one he didn't really is 50 cent. Like the rest, you know, it ended after that. It's so obvious for like promo and stuff like that too. So that definitely kind of puts a dark mark on his legacy, but yeah, it's just prototypical him. Also the way he defends other artists. Like, have you seen the way he defends Drake in any kind of chance that he gets? It's very weird because like Drake is a full grown man, but he'll like come to his defense 24 oh, yeah. seven, no matter what it is, he'll just always throw his input on it and say why Drake is right in that situation. Even even if Drake is wrong in the situation, he'll do it. Like oh, he yeah. had a he had a diss song for Meek Mill, or sorry, not a diss yeah, song, he, but maybe no, was it a song or a line? He dissed. I I think he made like a, a whole song. He definitely dissed Meek. Oh yeah, it was a, yeah, it was a whole song. It was a whole song. Yeah, dude. Well, game just like if Drake fell off at any point and was like less famous <laughs> game wouldn't give a shit about him it's obviously yeah it's like, just for the you're gonna want yeah you're gonna want to attach yourself to the biggest rapper in the game and it's so like disingenuous and i don't know it's just funny because drake seems like the exact type of rapper the game would like hate or roast back yeah, in the day 100%. you know what i mean and now he fully loves the guy because he knows <laughs> this like drake's like the modern jay-z type so he's not like he's trying to get features like i remember like people that drake song and game like got so many more spins because Drake was on a burst. It's a good song, but it definitely got way more shine because of Drake. Yeah. And it's like, yo, if Drake is beefing with me, you don't have to make a diss song for, for Drake on me or uh towards Meek on Drake's behalf. Like that's just so weird to do. Like I don't know. What a, he's a weird dude, man. He's a weird case. Um, he's a super weird cat, but I mean, man, that prime G unit time though, like oh yeah, that, that was a good, that was a good out, The like, okay, Richard, like the documentary was too, like also huge around that time. Like it kept the G unit wave going hard because it was a classic too. So that's a fun man. I'm gonna go back and listen to that one. I haven't listened to the documentary in a couple of years, but it's a banger, man. How we do is oh, absolute classic. Yeah, that's a huge hit. Yeah. So time to and then this music. Hater Love It is also fucking the remix and the regular one is a huge song. Wait, like who's on who's on the remix? It's all G Unit. All G Unit? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um Lloyd Banks. I think no, Eminem didn't get on that. No, I think it was just G Unit. But um and Game Changes verse for it too, though. Of course um, he did. <laughs> yeah, he did. He did. And then he he what else? Er, Insecure. Man, yeah. And um that one was like huge. Like even country fans and stuff love that song. Like it just hit with everyone. No one like doesn't like hate or love it. So I mean he's got a place in hip hop, but he is weirdo. True. Yeah, that, I mean, that'll pretty much do it for this episode. I don't have much else. Wait, um, what were you going to say? I mean, there was Idiot Bell Let's Talk last week. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I saw the tweet about it being your special day. And honestly, that's going to be my new tradition, you know? What? Yeah, no. I'm, saying, I'm sending you a text message being like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yo, it's your special day. How do you feel? <laughs> I got way more messages than I did on my birthday. Dude, that's man. so funny, man. I was actually crying when I read that. The day before, people were like, um, they're like you, you excited for your? What are you doing for your big date? <laughs> Fuck <laughs> off, man. I'm I, whatever. I'm an advocate, a hero. Um, what can I say? A poster boy for men. Yeah, you know, my dad was like cheesed at that too. Though he's like, <laughs> you can't become the poster boy of mental health <laughs> while you're in a job hunt. Like you can't do it. Stop it. It's like you're interviewing for a job right now, and you're the poster boy of mental health. Stop it. I feel like, like that dad, works I'm in your favor. favor. <laughs> 
Uh, it does. The thing is, here's the thing: it doesn't. People want to protect, but no, you don't want to hire someone who might be. <laughs> You, that, I'm just saying this is the way that it like people think. Like, Yo. Boss, what? I'm not for it. That's just reality. I'm no, like, I know, but that's that's the funny part about you literally saying it out loud right now is I'm listening to it. And I'm like, oh shit, that makes that's kind of like makes sense. Like dude, you don't I'm not gonna throw someone like bro, that. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna <laughs> throw out names specifically, but I've oh had, man, I've had professors and stuff sit me down it'd be like you like it's cool that you talk about your mental health but you you need to take it all down um before you go to like apply for jobs i had lots of people complain about it that's True. what honestly that's why i arrived I mean, yeah i've never i never thought i've never thought about it like that that's why i never thought about it in, like the business oh, aspect but, but. for instance okay we're gonna take two minutes of this for bell um bell let's talk they're the advocate for this but apparently you ask anyone who works there one of the worst companies to handle like mental health and time off and oh yeah for hours and that so like the idea dude they just fired 200 people too recently like two yeah, days ago and, and it's exactly. like a week ago they literally were advocating for all that mental health stuff with their free promotion online and then two weeks later they fired 200 people from their companies like, oh corporations will never care but and people do the right thing too on the outside the same way everyone picks up the gay pride flag you know what i mean because it's oh yeah that's all that's all everyone picked now. it up five years ago because because now it's starting to be profitable. Same with mental health, but like when it actually comes down same to work with, and Same doing with Black it, Lives Matter. Yeah, exactly. And but we're just seeing that now too. But same with the men, but I've actually experienced this numerous times where people have told me that's why or that's a serious issue. But then they'll go online and be like, pretend to be for it. But I also want to say that I, that's why like I keep going because I've noticed like literally that day and like that week so many people reached out to me and still message me and like reach out to me afterwards and stuff like that um like saying like you know it helped and like thanks for the resources and all the time you're so open about it like makes it easy and i've had dozens of people um reach out and do that so like i kind of feel like i have to keep doing it you know what i mean yeah like <laughs> not that you but like it just i'm comfortable with it i don't care really like i still have like succeed i have friends whatever so i don't mind putting like my my weaknesses or like pain out there and for me that's like important stuff too so i'll never like i just can't see myself ever stopping yeah and it's i mean it's a valiant cause so there's nothing wrong with pursuing that it's it's yeah. something that's growing it's going to become bigger and bigger each year anyways so yeah even definitely from 10 important. years ago it's way different than that and it is now so, yeah for sure yeah all right, that's I got serious for a moment. Sorry. <laughs> well, I mean, it's a good. I guess a good note to end the podcast on too, because it was a discussion that needed to be had. But two things, real quick, before we do wrap up. Uh, rest in peace to Dustin Diamond, the, the guy who played Screech on Saved by the Bell. Oh yeah. He passed away from cancer, and then um, also, no, he, no, what? What were you gonna say? He got diagnosed like. A month ago and then now he's dead like oh really eh yeah it was, it was literally only happened like a like man that's scary that kept was it that he didn't know and like he didn't go or he had a was... lump and then he didn't get it checked out oh okay um but when he finally went to the doctor it yeah, was when they like died. a month from them yeah. and died it's and what's also weird about that though is he was also like everyone said he was a shit bag you know what I mean? Like of, of a person. So it's yeah, like, I, I've yeah. heard that too, but I, like, I haven't followed him that much, obviously after like Saved by the Bell, but I did like hear rumblings about like people. Oh, everyone, him. everyone on Saved by the Bell hated him and that, and like apparently, like he, he shot his own porno to like try to like blow up and apparently he's just like a creep at bar. Yeah. Anyways, everyone disliked him and that. So it's kind of weird. How do you, like, how do you approach like, 
rest in peace, but really don't give a shit. But yeah, <laughs> Screech was a big part of my life. Yeah, he was for my young life as well too. After that, not so much. But yeah, that's that's uh, pretty much it. And then two, um, I owe you an apology for, and, I, and I'm mad enough to, I'm mad enough to admit it. <laughs> the the hot box two song the. Uh, What's it called? What's it, what's the challenge called now? Uh, Juju. Juju, yeah, the Juju, Juju challenge. Yeah, yo, that song. Juju challenge is pretty lit. It's pretty dope. I like the challenge. Yeah, gonna... I like the challenge more so than the song though, because the challenge is like it's like a lot of people having fun in the challenge. And okay, yeah, no, for sure. I, I honestly love those challenges. Now you have a week to do the challenge as an apology. <laughs> I'm not doing the challenge. You're doing the challenge, Papa. I'm not doing the challenge. Not not with how I look, man. Song 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 is fire. No. Too, yeah, though? no, it's a good song. <clears throat> yeah, ah, he sounds like man. he reminds me of a, a mix between, um, what's his name? Like kind of like young boy, someone from the south, and then yeah, 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 yeah. <clears throat> a little bit of XXX as well too. Like, can you, make that, can you make that clip of you apologizing the first thing you post for this week's advertisement, please? Possibly. Well, I'm gonna see. frame it up. I'm gonna keep that audio clip like in my like wallet. Oh man, this guy's like, ooh, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been so excited about an apology. I think better you just muted sex. yourself. <laughs> oh yeah. You just muted yeah. yourself and came back in mute. saying better than sex. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fuck. I'm logging off. Goodbye. All right, guys. We'll see you guys next week. As always, be sure to like, rate, review, subscribe on all major streaming platforms, iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, uh, Amazon Music, and Stitcher. Uh, yeah, we'll see you guys next week. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Peace. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.